0: This episode is brought to you by the person or the company and or the thing that Stephanie is about to introduce (laughs) and go. (laughs) And three, two, one, go. So So who's bringing the episode? Buddha gear. Buddha gear. gear. That's a new sponsor, isn't it? That
1: is a new sponsor. Tell
0: me about that new sponsor.
1: They are a local Utah sponsor that employs single stay at home moms. They pay them living wages so they can continue taking care of their families. And for every beanie that they make, they donate one to the homeless.
0: Beanies, hats, headbands.
1: Face masks, which looks like we're going to be able to start going away from. Um, Hair ties, they do a bunch of different things.
0: They have a spiritual, uh, not context, uh, connection, right? In a sense, it's some cool hippie shit
1: it is some cool hippie shit and one of the cool hippie things they have is on their headband they have a little pocket so you can put your crystals and then they sit right over your third eye nice Nice. like during meditation Mm
0: -hmm. don't they have beanies like that as well um the beanies they might not we'll have to look
1: the beanies you can get two different kind there's different versions and there's also you can i like the little poofs on top they have little poof poof balls (laughs) and they're removable
0: (laughs) Well, they sound like a great sponsor of this amazing podcast, and you should go to buddhagear.com. If you forget that, we make it super easy at energyislovepodcast.com. They click on what, babe?
1: Sponsors tab.
0: And under there, you will find the link for Buddha Gear. If you go and purchase anything from their website, and we highly recommend that you do, that is one way that you can actually help this podcast so if you like the podcast and if you listen and you want to support this show this is a way to do so we get a slight little tiny bit of share of your purchase which is incredibly helpful and beneficial and helps us produce and put out and go ahead
1: produce and put out you're
0: produce and put out this show each and every week
1: it also helps some moms out there it helps the homeless and
0: so it's a new sponsor for the podcast. Go check them out. dot gear.com.
1: Also, if you do make a purchase and take a selfie on Instagram, Facebook, tag us in it and let us see your gear.
0: There you go. This episode, we talk about the most random thing in the entire world that nobody is ever going to guess. Uh, you might know by the title. I haven't decided what we're actually going to title this episode yet, but, um, I recently watched the fabulous film, Mr. Holland's Opus. And if you're wondering, fabu- well, don't, Sorry. spoiler don't alert out. the podcast. Cut that out. We definitely spoiler alert the uh, show, the Mr. Holland's Opus. But anyways, that kicks off a really interesting conversation about what we portray in film and movies and whether or not we should continue to do so in this society. So hope you guys enjoy. And we would love to know your thoughts. Hit us up, reach out any and all places where you can find podcasts. Also, if you go to the website, you can contact us there, send us an email, or hit us up on Instagram. But when you're not doing that, you can enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Why are you smile on him? He gave me you, you gave your, me
1: a dad look. You knuckled look. your knuckles you, there. That was the look you give to the children when it's for them to stop what they're doing. And you gave that to me. Well. We're going to have a conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> going to stop what you were doing.
1: It was funny. Now uh, I know why they laugh at you. When you when why you they laugh? To, when you're like, hmm. And they just kind of give it back. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you had to work. I know. Are you ready?
1: Yes. I think you should let the listeners know that you've already had more beer than me because it looks like i'm out drinking you and i don't want it to look like i
0: have i've been doing yard work today so i've had a couple while i was out there doing yard work but
1: you didn't really need to disclose it that doesn't really count when
0: i drink and do yard work
1: yeah yeah doesn't really count doesn't count at all what else doesn't count when you drink and do just curious when you do yard work yeah what else doesn't count when you drink and do something because it doesn't count when you drink and do yard work. So Correct. So what else doesn't count when you drink and do? I feel like this is a trick. It's totally a trick. Is this a trick question? It's, it's No, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you think is okay to do? When I don't you're know. Drinking? Tell me. What else? Oh, I'm not saying it is. I'm just, I want to know your mindset. I want to know what you think is okay. Uh, like,
0: slur your words. Be silly. Are
1: you just playing it safe? You, can't you know play what we it's, did? It's the, not oh, a trap. Hold on. Stop. Podcast
0: okay. stop. <laughs> This is something that we were supposed to have a meeting this morning about. So yesterday, um, I was high on life and enjoying uh, incredible edible, incredible edible, the incredible edible egg. Yes, and Stephanie likes to what interpret actions when I am high.
1: Are you going to start a fight at the beginning? Of the I'm podcast? not starting a fight. You might Don't be. you remember
0: we were supposed to have a meeting at nine o'clock in the morning? No. And we missed it.
1: Is it because I also had an edible egg? No, because this was before yours egg. hit. Eggle.
0: Anyways, when I am under the influence of something, it's a—it's not a pass to just do whatever I want to do. That's not at all what it is. But it's definitely like things that will never happen. <clears throat> like I'm never sitting there thinking that you're driving me nuts or that you're annoying me really? or that you're frustrating or I that cough. I don't like you or that secretly I'm not in love with like I, all I of think these things.
1: You don't get annoyed with me.
0: I get very annoyed with I you. I thought
1: you just said that. I was gonna be like, that's false. <laughs>
0: but it's just that silly annoyed high thing that's, that happens. Anyways. The, we so you can,
1: already contradicted yourself. Continue. We can start
0: the podcast again. No, 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 no. Podcast no, Tell is me.
1: Starting <laughs> me. What were you trying to say?
0: You get so caught up in like, like I was staring at you. Do you remember this point? And you were like, why are you looking at me like that? And you started to interpret the way that I was staring at you as that somehow I was mad at you or that I secretly hate you or something. That's and you. the reality is, what's that? That's not what happened. Well, that's exactly what happened. And the re- the reality was I was staring just off into the distance because I was actively listening to something else at the mm-hmm. same time. And I explained all of this to you at the time where oftentimes when I'm <laughs> under a certain level of um, influence, mm-hmm. I can only really like actively engage one sense <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, effectively. So at that moment, my hearing was very active and very focused and very dialed in. <clears throat> Which meant my sense my sight, right? My scene, mm-hmm. my sense of sight was just blank stares because it wasn't doing anything. And you interpreted that as me being upset with you in some way, shape or form.
1: Because I said, Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. 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 Do you want to know what actually happened? Sure. I didn't want to stress you out or upset you while you were boom and I was kind of embarrassed and didn't want to admit it. I was very sensitive and you had a look on your face. You were listening, but you did have like, I knew you weren't giving me, but I got lost in your eyes for a second and not mm. in like a beautiful way, but I got fucking scared. I got oh. triggered and it was a like, why are you looking at me like that? And then I was like, oh, and yeah, then I was true, all right. Huh? And then I just went with it because I didn't want to be like that i just i got <laughs> but not by you it was a past thing you got triggered i got triggered and went to a another memory that you were not a part of
0: you've been getting triggered a lot lately i've been
1: getting triggered a lot lately you've been talking about been that. very yeah been having a hard time so i just got like slingshotted into a a ptsd moment and and said why are you looking at me like that and yeah. then because like. I came out of it. And then, How awesome. I didn't want to talk about it.
0: How awesome is it going to be when we finally and you didn't want to talk about it, so you <laughs> were distracting with silliness. Okay. Um, that time. That time. <laughs> there are other <laughs> There times, are other though.
1: times where what you said is fact. Yeah. But that time. But not but not, not last time. night. No, last night I got scared, not by you.
0: So <sighs> Good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Can we just go forward from this point on and if I'm behaving in a odd way don't interpret it as anything other than oh that guy's high he gets a pass
1: okay well thank you for legalized because now we get to have this conversation and legalized yeah what are you talking about because legalized Um, it's legal in this state that's what I said thank you legalized don't make me lose my train of thought okay Ah! oh yes we understand Craig gets all the passes under that circumstance and I get none of them (laughs) <laughs> because I'm sensitive about it and
0: you have equal pass rights? No,
1: no because you're like I have to give you but you don't give me the passes. I
0: give you all the passes.
1: You just said no I have to give you the passes.
0: There's not one set of passes that we just yes, have to I switch give you back the pass forth. which
1: means I can't be sensitive and you can't give me passes no because you get the passes. See what I did there? Uh, no <laughs> other than <laughs> it confuse <makes> me sense. <laughs> Okay
0: Don't do a here's the
1: passes no don't do that a, I'm supposed to give to you. Okay. And I'm over here, rah rah rah. And this pass should come to me, but it can't because you're giving it to me. Because you get all the passes, and I have no passes. You know what's really neat? <laughs>
0: you have passes that you can hand out, and I have passes that I can hand out. Really? Yes. Where are they? They're in my pocket.
1: Can I have That's some? where
0: I have mine. Where do you keep your passes?
1: In the glitter air.
0: In the glitter air. You're cute.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah.
0: Okay. I have something.
1: Do you? Is recently, it recently
0: no. This is actually something that I've been saving. I haven't talked to you about this at all.
1: I knew you were hiding something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Oh, Jesus, take the will. Um, Recently, I was on a flight. Uh, I've been flying around lately, doing some uh, flying things. Um, No, I travel for work sometimes, and I was on a flight. And on this flight, I was watching a movie. And guess what movie I watched?
1: Flight of the Navigator.
0: That's a good guess.
1: Yeah, was that yeah. it? No. Okay.
0: No, I watched Mr. Holland's Opus.
1: Oh, wow. That's an old, that's a blast from the past. Right? That's a good show. Right?
0: Haven't seen it in a really I long time that, myself. And I
1: and
0: was very excited to watch it again. You remember
1: it? I do remember that. Right. I think it comes back it to enough. memory, right? Yeah.
0: You can remember the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Dreyfus mm-hmm. plays Mr. Holland and he's a musician. I'm just going to spoil everything. So if you haven't watched it, then I guess you can't listen to this episode of the podcast. But um, ooh, uh, he's a musician that ends up taking a teacher's takes a teacher's job, yes, uh, or like a job as a teacher. Yeah, binoculars. go ahead, bud. Go ahead and interrupt. We, Come on in.
1: We to- hey, in the podcast for a sec. Okay, it's actually recording. Yeah, what's up? Um, hey, can I use your binoculars? Yes. Can I use a specific kind? Nope. And
0: either one's fine. Right, I love you. I love you. Love you. You know where they're at?
1: Yeah. We're, it's recording. I know. Okay.
0: How you doing? Okay. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Happy Sorry. birthday, Asher. just turned 15. <laughs>
1: hey, yeah. do you want to be on it? No. No, be you careful. Can. No, I'll be
0: fine. You okay. That
1: in. You. Okay. I love you. Have fun. We be careful. We can't edit the video, so yeah. Shh,
0: <laughs> stop talking to him so he'll leave. Okay. I, I love, love you. Have fun. Squirrels. Thank you. Anyways, um, Mr. Holland's opus, he's a teacher. He's a band teacher. He's a music teacher. And it just follows his journey in life, right? It goes from the (laughs) beginning when he begrudgingly takes the job to eventually his slash being pushed out of the school because they cut funding slash retirement. So it's like this 40 year career or 30 year career something like that of teaching and all the different people that he impacted. And there's some really beautiful moments in it, right? He's got a deaf son. That's like a big plot twist in the show is they have a baby and the baby ends up deaf and he's an asshole to his son because he's deaf and he doesn't know how to connect with them. And he ends up learning how to connect with his deaf son, and it's just this whole thing. So it's a, it's a good movie, I used to think. Oh. I remember when it came out, uh-huh. and I remember liking it a lot. It came out very uh, closely around the same time as Forrest Gump. Okay. And so Forrest Gump kind of overshadowed it, yeah. Um, but it was kind of Forrest Gumpy in the sense that It went through several decades throughout the show. So it starts in the 60s and 70s and 80s and all the way into the 90s, kind of like how Gump did with the progression of that show as well. Anyways, so we're going to have a conversation about Mr. Holland's opus.
1: I don't have – it's been decades Decades, since I've watched it. So it's going to be a –
0: So you have no idea?
1: No, I don't have – I don't have no idea, but I have little idea. Like I remember when they realized he was deaf. I remember Mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. And the end when it's like this moment where it comes through and the signing. So I'm
0: going to bring up something from this show.
1: Okay. See if I remember it. I might not. You'll
0: remember this part. I might not. You will. Okay. But you won't remember it the way that it really was in the show. So there's a lot of stuff that obviously things almost happen in a time capsule, right? Where things that were acceptable back in the... Mm -hmm throughout history it doesn't matter when right whatever mm-hmm. period of time it was there's a lot of soci- uh, or um, <clears throat> societal norms things that were acceptable things that were kind of commonplace that over time change and they're no longer norms that are accepted right mm-hmm. suddenly they become things that we realize how foolish we were to think that that was ever a thing that was
1: foolish that term
0: a norm yeah. or something that should be accepted
1: <clears throat> we learn better we do better
0: exactly <laughs> and there's a big sliding scale to that right some of it is um i mean obviously racism is a wonderful example where it was a common practice uh, throughout history and throughout time but obviously it's something that should have never existed should have never been um all the different ways and things like that. That's not what I'm going to talk about. Okay. I don't want to, I, I'm trying to build it up because You're
1: it's doing it, actually making me tired. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: was a really big deal to me when it, when I uh, realized it in the show, I'm watching this show on a plane and okay. I'm so excited to be watching it. Cause I haven't seen it in a really long time and I remember liking it okay. and it's going along and I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember this part and I remember that part. And like, uh, one of his first students, the very first year that he teaches, uh, she sucks at the clarinet and he ends up helping her and she gets a little bit better and he makes a big impact on her. And then at the end of the show, uh, they throughout the entire show, Mr. Holland's opus is this musical piece that he's been writing his whole life that he never gets the opportunity to complete and finish, right? His big orchestra, his That's big right. piece. And then at the end of the show, uh, they perform it. And
1: Did you get choked p- up?
0: parts of it no right there no you're like not in this moment no but uh some of the students come back that he's taught over the years and so that that student one of the very first students turns out to be the governor of the state that they're in and she comes back and uh plays the clarinet so there's spots like that throughout the movie where it's just really touching and then there's a spot in the middle of the movie where he's probably i don't know we'll say halfway through his career and he is obviously a music teacher, a band teacher, but he's involved in the marching band. I mean, just like every other high school, right? He does everything. He does orchestra, marching band, um, helps with the uh, school plays, uh, I mean everything that there's a what musical about choir? component, HG choir. HG. He does everything. And is it the
1: musical place or the regular place?
0: So there's a a plot uh or a is not that pl- a, past, not a plot twist. A I'm trying to get past What you're saying.
1: Okay. There's a plot twist. (laughs) Because
0: you keep interrupting me with nonsense. I
1: know. I just tried to make a...
0: Um, There's a subplot in the show where there's a time period in his life when he's been teaching for 10 or 15 years, and he um, is co-directing the school play with some other teacher. So he's obviously the musical director of the play, and they're having auditions. And it's sad, right? Nobody can sing. They have the football players there as the dancers. Um, It's this whole thing. And then finally this girl comes in and sings and she's a knockout and she's amazing and she sings wonderfully and she's got a beautiful voice. And suddenly it's like, Oh my gosh, right? Okay. We found our star for our show. Okay, So that's the subplot. Okay. So then as time progresses, he cultivates a relationship with this girl. Keep in mind, he's a high school teacher.
1: Is this going to go like,
0: keep in mind, he's a kidding? high school teacher,
1: okay. All
0: right, high school band teacher this girl is presumably in high school right obviously was that she's a senior in high school
1: presumably
0: okay uh so she's in high school Mm -hmm. and she has tried out for the play and she's got the lead Mm -hmm. and he does after school like practices with her so that she gets more time to practice and sings different songs and I mean, it's not uncommon, he goes out of his way to help all of his students, Mm -hmm. right? Stays after, shows up early, he's done this his whole career. And he starts to cultivate this relationship with this student. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear by the way that they're portraying everything that she very much kind of has a little crush on him, right? Mm -hmm. And there's one point where they have a scene where they have stayed after late, I mean, it's not like midnight or something, but it's you know five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. They stayed after school, and they're in the band room by themselves. And she's singing, and he's playing the piano and everything like that. And she's talking to him about her problems and about her life. And she wants to be a singer, but mom and dad want her to stay in the small town and work at the family restaurant or whatever the fucking plot. You know, it's all stereotypical shit. And he encourages her to chase her dreams and, you know, do whatever you want to do and go be that singer in New York that you want to be. And you can just see in the way that they're shooting everything that she's very much infatuated with him. It's Richard Dreyfus, by the way, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, not that that, but it's, (laughs) it's hard to, it's hard for me to see Richard Dreyfus in anything and not see him in Jaws and or Close Encounters. But anyways, so there's a moment. Where they're kind of like sitting on the piano bench together, talking and close. And then somebody comes into the room and then it's that awkwardness and then she leaves. And later on, there's another scene where he's up late and he's writing some piece of music that he has titled uh, Rowena. Because her name's, the character's name is Rowena. So the piece is called Rowena's whatever fucking song. And his wife comes in and asks him, who's Rowena? And he makes up some lie about it being um, some character in some book that he's reading or something like that. Some uh, old character. And then there's some point, I don't remember. uh, The play goes on and there's a point um, where she comes up and tells him, I'm leaving, I'm taking your advice, I'm going to New York. Uh, closing night of the play, they have a big cast party. After the cast party, I'm getting on the bus at midnight on the edge of town and I'm taking off and you should come with me, right? And he's like, well, you know, I can't do that. I, I'm a teacher and I'm married and I have a young son and you can see all of this running through his head and she's like I'll be there at you know midnight Um, and if you want to come then meet me there and they have some sort of like there's a there's a scene where his wife finds out or learns the name of the lead actress Mm -hmm. learns that her name is Rowena and then puts two and two together and then sees him looking at her as she's like performing and singing So his wife sees what's going on. Play ends. Uh, The next scene is her sitting on the bus bench by herself late at night, waiting for the bus to arrive. And prior to that, he had told his wife that he was going to the cast party and that he might be home late. So don't stay up. And then he goes to the bus bench and meets her there and he goes and sits down by her and they have this moment and this conversation and he's basically like, good luck, I wish you the best, obviously I can't go with you. And then the bus shows up and then she stands up to leave and they hug and then they kiss and then she gets on the bus and leaves. So the way that it's portrayed in the movie is just this really like touching romantic moment And then also there's the flip side where his wife is aware of what's going on. He comes home afterwards, gets into bed or something like that and tells her how much he loves her. And then like the acknowledgement, like the undertone as well as like it very much is outwardly, it was like, thank you husband for making the right decision and putting your family first and choosing to, you know, pick us basically. So that's the whole like subplot in the I'm middle of this fucking movie.
1: Shitty. Kay? I didn't remember any of that. Like, I didn't I can, remember I any like, of that either. As you're saying it, I'm getting parts of it.
0: I remember I remember the actress, I remember the play, I remember like all these little things. I remember that the football players were the dancers that's and a sh- But I don't remember that little part of it. And I'm watching it now in my, you know, 40 years of life that I've had and I'm sitting there thinking like okay. Well, what they just got done portraying is, (laughs) you know, like what teachers get arrested for today, right? Rightfully so. Um, It was just such a, like, there's a part of me that was fascinated by the fact that it was portrayed in such a...
1: Acceptable.
0: Not just acceptable, but romanticized way. Where that relationship between the student and the teacher and how acceptable, like how normalized it was in the concept of, even though it was like, Oh, you know, like the, the, the aspect of it wasn't like, Hey, you're a fucking pedophile. You're misusing your, like all the things that are wrong with the fact that you're trying to engage in any sort of, um, relationship with your fucking student on top of the age discrepancy on top of all of these other things. Right. None of that. It's just like, Oh, you shouldn't cheat on your wife. Like you should probably do the right thing and pick your family over running away to New York with the 18-year-old or the 17-year-old or however fucking old she is, right? And then how noble he is. And his wife just like accepts that, congratulations, honey, you made the right decision and now we can move on with our relationship and with our life and this beautiful life that we can create and live.
1: It's a different time.
0: Well, it's not just a different time. That's all I can say. Isn't that crazy?
1: It's upsetting. I can't believe that. Yeah.
0: And it was halfway through the movie, and I'm like, fuck this movie. I don't want to finish this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, it pissed me off. Yeah. I finished it because I wanted to see if there was anything else that stood <laughs> out. But I was like, how is that? I just, I, like, I get it from the perspective of, like, how I said earlier, where things are, you know, different.
1: Dazed and, and confused how to, I mean, they didn't, like, romanticize it, but they still let it be on the show as such a normal thing. Right. There was something else too recently. I don't remember what it was that had the same thing.
0: But there's this thing like, and I I think it is still very much a thing. It's just not portrayed like that in media. But I think there is still very much that thing where like there's a romanticized aspect of like that student teacher relationship. Like think about it from the perspective of maybe not necessarily high school, but like college. You're Are looking, they still
1: have college professors and students all the time. Right. Yeah. And it's like
0: a thing where. uh,
1: <clears throat> They just make it now. So you do, it's not a felony. So they do it just a little bit older. So it's not like, ah, it's it's not as bad because it's not a child technically anymore. So yeah, yeah, now they're we not can put high it back school. in the media.
0: But all of it, it's just like, it's so. I mean, I understand it from the perspective of that's how <clears throat> things used to operate and how things used to be and how things were portrayed in movies and film and all that kind of stuff. I get that aspect of it, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that just like, I can't, like if we were to go back to that time period, right? Mm-hmm. Like the early eighties, cause that's when this part took place in, right? You and I were obviously alive, even though this is a fictional place in Mr. Holland's opus, but if we go back to that time period and like parents aren't doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nobody that it, like his wife isn't like, Hey fucker. It's not a matter of like you're having an affair with some other woman. You're, it's a fucking student. Do you know what I mean? It's a goddamn teenager. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm just like I couldn't understand. It was very very disturbing to me.
1: It's very disturbing.
0: And it was kind of shocking.
1: You're right. I don't remember it that way. I yeah. do now, but
0: yeah. Wow. Like I, I, I couldn't like I a, think of him
1: being such a like the feeling I got from it. Like he was. A struggling man, but that uh, deep down heart of gold. And then you get to see it like he was just such a. Right. Nice guy.
0: Such a good guy. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's how they fucking get you, ladies. And he and was. Guys.
0: I mean. Just kidding. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, that's the, that's, the, that's the way that it's portrayed, right? Yeah. Where he's kind of begrudgingly this teacher that takes it upon himself to um, do this thing and become a teacher and then eventually <clears throat> finds himself in this career that he's raising his family on and everything like that and it's ups and downs and all these kind of different things but that idea that he's going to cultivate that relationship and the way that they portrayed it in the way that it do you know what I mean it, like it was very clear that she was infatuated with him and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that part there's nothing wrong with a teenage girl being infatuated with her teacher right there's nothing wrong with that I think that if we look at it outside of the movie and just from, like, reality, <clears throat> I think that that probably happens all the time, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but I think there's also an aspect of, like, because it is romanticized in film and TV, then it becomes this thing, and older man and, like, the older man thing is a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's a thing. And so there's nothing wrong with that part of it, but then the part where he plays into it, yeah. the part where he then... Um, fantasizes about it in a sense right where he goes there in his head mm-hmm. they never portray any of that on film with the exception of like him writing this fucking song for her but it was very clear that he was very <clears throat> much um, entertaining the idea and then like I, I was okay kind of up into the point where he was just entertaining the idea because I can look at it from the perspective of film and like I mean you know movies portray everything mm-hmm. right and it's like why shy away from a topic and this is a topic too that they don't need to shy away from in film but then that point came where he like where they fucking kissed and i'm just like how is this not like what the movie's about and then everything shifts and change after that and you know mr holland is <laughs> then not just <clears throat> fired but prosecuted and yeah yeah it was very very strange
1: is very strange
0: so that's my uh, <laughs> that's what I've been holding on to to I talk about on the podcast I was a much
1: better story like <laughs> wait let me rephrase <laughs> I don't mean like a movie I thought it was going to be like something funny that happened to you on the plane yes like sometimes you come home with adventure stories and that's what I was thinking and now I'm just like oh that movie's ruined and
0: it's very much I'm, ruined it's
1: just kind of a like that's messed up isn't it messed that's up messed up um yeah i don't know what i don't know what to talk about now i know i oh, don't i can either. think of is like it's just like obviously making me think of kevin spacey so
0: what about kevin spacey I'm american sorry. beauty what about him it's a great film best picture <laughs> i'm teasing okay <laughs>
1: I don't think I can fix my face yet. You can joke? I don't think so. That's not a funny topic. It's
0: American Beauty is a very old movie. Yeah. We that's can joke about that's American Beauty. W- worse than the only reason Mr. It's, Holland's world. Well opus. the only reason that it's worse now.
1: No, if you go back to it, look at the cover of the movie. It's a say- teenager covered with rose petals barely. Like the cover is child porn. Like it's terrible from the get go. Yes. So And 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 it was portrayed, he didn't have to act. Because turns out he's a terrible person. So Yes. So it's way worse than Mr. Holland's
0: opus. It is way worse than Mr. Holland's opus. From like that dynamic. Like what do you think it is about...
1: This it's is actually a good topic, right? The reason men are trying to make... Like women are portrayed with bald and smooth and young as possible. It's that there's something. It's, well, what's that? I don't remember that phrase. I was trying to use it for on another podcast, and I don't remember what it was called. On I'm trying to make them episode. look as—I don't think it was. It might have been. Yeah. As young as absolutely possible. So,
0: what do you think? Because let's think about it this way, right? In in film, TV shows, everything like that. <clears throat> do you think it's okay to portray everything that happens in real life? Because these things happen in real life. Right. Do you think it's okay to portray everything, or do you think there are some things that we should not portray because it then perpetuates, um, like the way, like the romanticizing? Do you know what I mean? Like it almost becomes normalized in some way, shape, or form. And especially over time and throughout history and all these things that we've portrayed in films and TV shows that aren't acceptable, even though they're a part of reality. How much of it is, like, how much is, how much is, How much of it is life reflecting what is portrayed versus what is portrayed reflecting life?
1: He asked me two questions. Which one do you want to answer? Both.
0: You pick which one you want to choose first.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) My my first answer, without giving it time, is it is okay to portray everything, but it, it needs to be portrayed accurately without the softening or the romanticism of pain inducing behavior. So yes, put it out there so we can see what it really is, but don't sugarcoat it. Don't give, you know, the, the person who's causing so much pain from any aspect you put out there, um, a victim mentality and then a hero mentality, like show it what it is, show the degradation of it. But It should be shown so people aren't like, oh, that doesn't, that's not really, I don't know. So yeah, I think it should be shown. And then is it our, what did you say? Portraying life or life portraying, what was the other word?
0: Well, it's like vice versa, right?
1: Yeah, I understand. But what was the other word? I'm just asking for the word, not your definition again. I don't remember. Okay. Um,
0: Reflecting? Mirroring.
1: No, that's not the word.
0: Portraying? (laughs) That's
1: not, that's not the place the word goes a
0: reflection of
1: the life way life used to be like you said this. reflection of Jesus, okay. <laughs> um i don't know you don't even remember what you said you said is it this portraying life or life portraying this and where i'm using the word this is where the word that i don't remember goes
0: so if, like because
1: not a definition just a word
0: well, I'm trying to re-explain that concept.
1: I don't need that. I just need the word. For the love of God. I don't remember the okay. exact word. Don't, let's just move on. Then don't re-explain the concept, please.
0: But this is a really good topic.
1: It is. I'm not saying move on. I'm saying, please don't re-explain that.
0: Okay. Thank so. <sighs> there are so many things that jumped to mind as you were talking. Um,
1: Not you paying attention to what I was saying. That's why I couldn't remember the word. No, I
0: was very much paying attention to what you were saying. I think there are some things that we probably shouldn't portray on film. Okay. Um,
1: oh, okay. I can think of something, actually. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And and yet, I, I, I can think of almost everything. I can't think of something that hasn't been portrayed on film.
1: I can't either.
0: Do you know what I mean? I think in some way, shape, or form, everything... In one way has been portrayed on film and I think what happens I mean it's the same thing like with violence that was a big argument back when we were uh, teenagers back in the 90s with video games and with movies and everything like that where it was like all the violence was going to desensitize us and do you think it was right well I don't know we're a product of it do you feel like you're desensitized to violence I mean I used to play violent video games and all sorts of stuff. I didn't turn out to be a fucking violent serial killer. You know?
1: That you we know of. Correct. Stay like tuned that. for season two. Um, Actually, yeah. I got desensitized by a lot of things. And things were seemingly normal. I'm more sensitive to things now. Because I can see it differently mm-hmm. now. But growing... Absolutely, I was desensitized.
0: Do you think that that has anything to do with... Because I agree. I think that... I was desensitized like to violence and to sex and to um, a bunch of different things that were portrayed in film. But I think that that may have more to do with just a, the, the the regular growth of a human because you go through periods of your life where mm. uh, things affect you differently.
1: I I don't have a comparison. That might be it.
0: Think about it this way. I'll give you some simple it, it might
1: be it but i don't know as
0: a kid you're very scared by things you watch a scary movie and you're very scared
1: as a kid and then when you're a teenager
0: and when you become like a young adult mm-hmm. then you you're fearless up, you yeah you build up this level of
1: nothing scares me exactly And I'm you're gonna teenager. watch everything
0: and you're gonna and you're not gonna be scared by it all anymore yes and then you get into your after that time period and things start to scare you again <laughs> Right? That's fact. So that's a normal progression, I think. So maybe it's the same thing with maybe, desensitization. but to we things. can't
1: experiment that because unless, I don't know, let's go to the Amish.
0: The Amish? Hear me out. Okay.
1: They don't have, they're not watching these shows. They're not, they're not even being exposed. They're in a unplugged area. So you have the adolescents, the teenagers and the adults, except for the, was it Ramadan? That's not it. Fuck. That's not what is it? Rum Rumspringa. Rum That's not even close. Jeez, I am apologize for that. <laughs> if you've ever watched the podcast, you know I can't say we're right? So, um, Other than that, that might be a culture where they have, because they're not known for their violence either. So that might be a way to actually test that and look at the way of the progression up until rum because
0: that would be so fascinating like to you see. can really
1: see how teenagers
0: but think about the things that are portrayed in film and tv that we have an issue oh, am with Oh, I okay like violence or mm-hmm. um pedophilia uh yeah, big issue murder uh some of these things that are like taboo topics that when they are addressed in film and tv they're done in such a way that romanticizes them sometimes also I mean, I don't think it ever really accurately portrays some of these really hard things that we deal with in society, right? Yeah. But it would be really fascinating to see if some of those things exist in Amish cultures, in cultures that haven't been affected by media. Yeah. Like, do you think that there is um, like the fetish- fetishization, that's an attempt to say that word. I think you got it. Of women and yeah. uh, having them look like children. Or young women, I wonder if that exists in cultures that don't have. It, it
1: can't. It can't, right? Yeah. It I mean, I don't know, but I can't see it being a thing. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: It is interesting. That's it's a very different, interesting. I bet somebody has done that study. If you I are bet. familiar with that TED Talk, send it our way, please.
1: I'm really, really interested.
0: I just think that, like, I think there's a balance between. Film and TV should be able to show us everything. It should be a reflection of what life is really like. But it never truly is. That's the problem.
1: Maybe. And
0: then when we see things, like think about, this is a really good example too. I
1: withdraw my answer. I'm sorry. I'm just going to let you know right now. I withdraw my answer. I said, yes, it should portray everything because I'm thinking of getting things out in the open, but maybe not. Mass shootings. Maybe not. So It's always about the shooter, shooter, shooter.
0: Well, the way that uh, mass shootings are portrayed in TV and film, Uh because for a while they were very taboo and they weren't portrayed. And then it's like they went into a different realm, even though we didn't stop having mass shootings in this country. But then they went into this different place where they were more widely shared. And like it used to be, do you remember Basketball Diaries with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? I
1: don't think I ever watched that. So no.
0: So there's a scene in that where he's totally trench coat out and he goes into the school and shoots some kids up.
1: Jeez, I would remember that. I did not see
0: that. uh, Columbine. um, Uh
1: huh. I remember.
0: They drew parallels and connections between that, and then the two Uh shooters from Columbine also had the trench coats. The trench coats Mm -hmm. that they were mirroring from. And
1: then there was like a whole stigma on people with trench coats after that. There was a whole thing, thing. Uh
0: and so we stopped portraying mass shootings, specifically in schools, but in general, in film and TV for a very long time, and then they started again. They started okay. portraying them, right? Mm-hmm. We watched, I don't, I'm not gonna be able to pull this, but.
1: It was Vox Lux. Vox Lux. Look at, see, that was one of those mamas. Good you job. And I, yeah. Steph and
0: I have a neural link. Thank you, Elon. <laughs> um, terrible fucking movie with terrible. Natalie Portman uh, called Vox Lux. I think we did an entire episode we of the did. podcast. We back did. In the day on it. <laughs> you can go find it. <laughs> but the beginning of that show starts with a mass shooting at a school. So they stopped not showing that stuff what is right or what is wrong right is it art and they're portraying what happens in life or are they sensational because it's not real it what i'm the original thing i was trying to say was when they portray mass shootings in film and tv mm-hmm. it is never accurate it's yeah. a never i mean there's almost no way to portray it accurately because the realities of those situations are so different than what you see in film and tv So if it's really going to be um, an accurate portrayal of what takes place in life when it comes to these taboo topics, I think it needs to be very raw and very, very real. I mean, just that one alone, shootings, violence, mass shootings, when people get shot, it never looks like what it looks like on film and TV. So it gives us a completely different perspective of what really takes place in reality and in life. And so it's like, if we're going to start, you know, if we, if we want to mirror life with our film and with our art, then we should probably have it be way more accurate. When it comes to these things that I think influence society in such a big way, right? You cannot say that just this one topic, mass shootings and violence and things like that, has not affected society in some way, shape or form, right? Film and TV... That level of violence that takes place on film and TV has affected portions of society. Undoubtedly. I mean, we just talked about Columbine. Of course it did, right? Yeah. So what's right? And um, what should we not be showing?
1: I don't know. My first reaction is like, no, I don't want to see that. Like, I can't handle that. That's too much for me. I wouldn't be able to handle that. I'm, I couldn't handle that. just thinking about that right now. I'm getting kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, and then my reaction makes me think that would bring out empathy. So if they showed it real, so show it real. Cause maybe somebody that is on like the edge can see like the horrific of it and then, you know, change their mind. Yeah. And then I realize that there are people that, um, that might push them towards it because their mindset is, distorted and where that is exactly and then that would be the like the pushing so i don't know so then i circle around back to i don't know i don't have the answer yeah i don't know what do you think you know i mean who knows i don't have an answer obviously we have an explanation of what it's like with it
0: i want to give you another example from film and tv you brought it up can it be
1: a happy one
0: american beauty
1: okay that's not a happy one
0: well if you're not, these are all spoiler alerts, by yeah. the way, if you haven't ever seen any of these movies or anything like that. But in this movie, Kevin Spacey Don't plays a middle aged man who goes through a midlife crisis. He has a teenage daughter, a wife that's cheating on him, a terrible job that he gets fired from, and he's just a miserable fuck.
1: Teenage daughter has a best friend.
0: Yes, the teenage daughter has a best friend who.
1: I wonder why I'm triggered by that one. Yeah. Yeah, we
0: should probably not talk about that <laughs> Let's talk about a different movie. Um,. The point I was trying to make, um, sometimes in film and TV, they will portray things that are people's thoughts and or imagination. Yes. So there'll be something that takes place on film that is somebody's imagination in the movie. Where it doesn't really happen in the movie, and yet we're seeing their dream, their imagination, their thought process. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Those things... Like, imagine if we were to just suddenly film, like if we could take our thought process and have it thrown up on the screen, like mine would definitely be R-rated sometimes. And there'd be sometimes where it would be like, oh, we can't put this on TV or on film ever. Like nobody yeah. can ever see this. Right. That's
1: how I feel too.
0: There's things that run through my mind sometimes and thoughts that I have and images that come flashing and the, like full scenarios of something that plays out. Yeah. Like yeah. right now I can imagine driving my car into a fucking building full of...
1: you. Sh- f- no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I'm saying is when that stuff is portrayed on film, should we be portraying those things? I mean, the whole thing is like, at what point do we... I'm not looking at like we need to, I mean, honestly, if I think about this question, what should we show or what we shouldn't show, I think we should be showing everything. I don't think it matters. I don't
1: know. I want to look at some studies with people that aren't, that are, am I saying that? I don't know if I'm saying that correctly by saying like Amish people. I think it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I want to make sure that I am phrasing it in a non-offensive way, the Amish Hopefully I'm trying to like, I'm willing to be wrong.
0: If you're Amish and you're listening to this podcast, they
1: can't. Well, see. Right. (laughs) Who knows? Right. Well, they don't, as far as only information I have is actually from TV and TV and film.
0: So I don't think about how they're portrayed there.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if that's factual or not, Yeah. but I would be curious to like, in my mind says they didn't have this information. They didn't have this kind of like TV shit that's going on and they don't have this kind of violence. But then you say take that away, and that goes into a control and conformity, because then that's not safe. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Know.
0: I think for me, it all comes back down to mental health.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because all, all of the these issues, all of these issues. <laughs> I don't what
0: think they'll say? have the answer. <laughs> but all of these issues uh, come from a place of. <sighs> You know these things are things that we don't want to take place in society we don't want these bad things to happen in society all these things that we're talking about um we don't want them to happen these are terrible things that happen to people in reality in real life we don't want those things to happen anymore
1: ever and
0: it's that old adage of hurt people hurt people right people that are damaged and hurt Oh, okay uh end up
1: damage and hurting correct okay
0: the the cycle repeats itself and So. so how do we fix that cycle mental health comes back to people it always
1: comes back to mental health for everything no not just like okay yeah i guess for you but i can see the past that you're creating or showing it doesn't matter what it always 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 comes back to the thing that every single person is affected by and experiences personally but it's so stigmatized
0: it is like let's go back to mr holland's opus so let's think about that as a reality as opposed to a shitty movie from the 90s
1: okay
0: or maybe the late or early 2000s i don't know when it came. i
1: think out. it was 90s yeah. I, I, may, I might be wrong but
0: so let's think about mr holland as a real person and let's psychoanalyze this real person who entertained the thought of having uh an illicit affair and running away with a student
1: with a teenager.
0: Right? So what 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 could have potentially taken place in Mr. Holland's life in his head and in his experiences that would have caused him to go down that rabbit hole?
1: I don't really want to entertain that.
0: But it's just for the sake of the podcast, so, obviously. I don't
1: know. Either witnessing it from other people in his life, from TV, or experiencing it himself.
0: Think about... I don't know. Think about like (sighs) 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Because that's when Mr. Holland was a child, right? So he was growing up seeing that older man Mm -hmm. with a younger woman dynamic that was portrayed throughout film and throughout history. Where it is, I mean, think about Hugh Hefner's a wonderful example. He's like the epitome of creepy Mr. Burns old fucker. I don't know if if you're dead, Hugh, we apologize. No, we don't. We don't apologize. No, we don't. There's nothing wrong with Hugh Hefner other than... Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Anyways, <laughs> um, that relationship or that relationshipal uh, dynamic, um, the older man and the younger woman, mm-hmm. is one that has been not just romanticized, but that has been an. Ex- I mean, think about how that early on camera they used That's to marry. Like- did you just dribble?
1: No, I like spilled. I, I took a drink and I just blew it everywhere all over. everywhere. Okay. Okay. That's what it is. Are you is. all better? No. No, I'm kind of embarrassed <laughs> because yay, camera. Um <laughs>
0: It's all right. But that that thing has been I mean they used to, it they used to marry off young women to older men. I know. All the time. They still do. But yeah, they still do.
1: That's not a past thing. That's a current thing.
0: So that is the environment that Mr. Holland has grown up in. Mm -hmm. So is there some part of him that is mentally ill because he entertains that idea and he goes down that rabbit hole? Or is he just a product of his upbringing in the society?
1: um, It is well enough known at that time that that's not acceptable.
0: In the 80s? I don't know if it was. It wasn't. Meaning I don't know if it was well enough known that that wasn't acceptable in the 80s. Um,
1: I believe it was.
0: Boy, man, I don't think anybody was getting prosecuted for that shit. They may have gotten fired.
1: Am I... I can't be this wrong. I cannot be this wrong. I mean, I guess I could be this wrong. I'm this wrong all the fucking time.
0: Think about the things that were okay in the
1: 80s. I am thinking about the things that were okay in the 80s, but I'm also thinking about, like, there's no way... I don't think... My psyche... No, it was not okay. It was hard to prosecute because women were... Like it's still hard to prosecute, but women are not believed ever. Women just, it's crazy. Um, I'm getting really upset actually. Whoa. By what? I am just feeling all that trigger. <laughs> I know.
0: I'm so sorry. I knew that this topic was going to trigger you in some way.
1: <laughs> no. Well, of course it is. Um, but I'm just like, it's. I've got, I've been deep work with my therapist and things are really at the surface. I'm not as, oh, I'm kind of handling it harder.
0: I think you thought we were going to have a light episode. I
1: did actually. <laughs> I was prepared for jokes and laugh. There's a Marco Polo with Ashley on here where I'm like, we're going to do a fun one. <laughs> so I was definitely in the mindset of silly, fun, happy. Um, I don't even remember where fucking like where I was on that. I remember trigger and I don't remember what I was supposed to well, explain. Well, it's like the whole
0: thing that you said earlier where it all comes said, back to mental health.
1: I you said that and I agreed with you. You said that. No, you said that and I'm like You're right, it does. You're a small man.
0: That's one thing that we should probably start portraying in a more accurate way in film and TV.
1: Yes. Because the way that it is portrayed (gasps) is terrible. It's either proclaimed sanity or this is what insanity looks like. There's no middle ground. It's like either you're healthy and you're right on the line because they make that fictional thing a thing or you are batshit crazy. They don't.
0: Correct. That's what I think you're saying. Well, it's like... The way that they, I mean, we're watching currently, we're watching, uh, the mayor of East town with Kate Mm. Winslet, uh, on HBO max. It's a great little mini series. If you want to sponsor us, you can. (laughs) Kate, Kate Winslet hit us up. Why not? Um, but in that, in that show, she's a, uh, she's a police detective that has just a nightmare of a fucking life. And eventually she ends up in therapy. And initially she's forced to go. She begrudgingly goes and she doesn't want to go. But just the way that they portray that interaction with her and her therapist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, it's like anything else that gets portrayed in film and TV, it's not accurate. Yeah. It's a sensationalized, stylized version of the reality of it, right? Like the fact is, ah, <sighs> oh, fuck. I'm getting so frustrated because I'm not going to be able to express all of these thoughts that I are running through, or running through my head and things like that. But they just don't do a very good job of showing what that really is and what that's really like, right? I mean, her going to her, her therapist is a two-minute portion of an hour-long episode.
1: And it's the same therapy session you've seen everywhere.
0: Correct. It's like the same office. It's the same bench. It's the same chair that the therapist is sitting in. It's like the same short – I mean, the, the whole thing is like –
1: Even how she goes in with that. So kind of attitude, everything, and the therapist response. its So Stephanie
0: and I have been in therapy for uh, two weeks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've been in therapy throughout our lives. So we've experienced bad, medium, and good, I feel.
0: Correct. We've had different periods of time in our life where we've gone to therapy. And now we're currently in therapy again, and it's a very good thing. Um, But it's a fucking shit show. Like, I sit down... I mean, currently, I sit down <laughs> in front of the fucking computer, right? right and talk to my therapist, but it's like I don't like it. Uh-uh. It's, it's and it's not like this oh I be like brooding and I don't like this experience, but it's, it's like hard. I don't know what I'm doing. There's yeah. times I don't feel like he knows what he's doing. um uh, he very well might, right? He might very well know, but I don't think he does. I think he's just there for the ride, and he's an experienced like train conductor, so yeah.
1: You're You're a train conductor.
0: (laughs) Um, But I I just think we all, I think we should be portraying mental health in a far different way in film and TV. And it's getting better. I can think of some examples where it's getting better, but it's still not good. And the way that people talk about it. The way that it's viewed, the way that like it's portrayed. I mean, think about any fucking news story where they talk about somebody that has them. some sort of mental illness.
1: Sometimes Oh, yeah, right? They're crazy. Yeah, it's bad.
0: We talked about this recently. There was a shooting um, a few months ago here in Utah, where uh, two officers were shot by some uh, homeless guy. Yeah, and the way that that homeless guy was portrayed in local media here, I mean, was just outright. Uh, I mean, uh, like villainized and his criminal record and all these different things were brought out to talk about him, uh, in this situation. Now, granted he shot two police officers, but from listening to what was, you know, talked about in the media at the time that this all went down, he was homeless He had a significant criminal history. The majority of his charges stemmed from drug-related issues or drug charges. And he was in and out of jail on a regular basis. He was on probation um, and he was homeless. So there is a level of mental illness that exists in this human over the course of several, several, several years that's well-documented in the justice system nothing is accommodated for or taken into consideration in regards to trying to get that man help in any way, shape, or form that is actually going to benefit him and help him. That's true. And the end result is now uh, he's dead, right? The The cops shot him and killed him after, who knows, it doesn't matter the specifics of the case, but what matters in this context of the conversation is his mental health was not addressed in any way shape or form as a cause of this situation. Yeah. And from the way that I see it, it is 100% the cause yeah. of this situation. He's not just some piece of shit that decided to kill cops. Right? Yeah. There's a who knows if he was in the middle of some sort of schizophrenic schizophrenic break. Yeah. Right? So there's a potential that these police officers interacted and engaged with now this is all From my brain, right? There's no, I haven't gone back and researched anything since it happened. And so I'm just, this isn't factual, but there's a potential that he was in the middle of some sort of schizophrenic break. So he's having some sort of like terrible episode. Maybe he is schizophrenic. Who knows? And
1: I think they said that at some point who knows i don't know
0: it doesn't matter what matters is that he definitely had issues with mental health yes. and it wasn't discussed in any way shape or form as a contributing factor to this mm-hmm. case
1: no no i don't think or, they did i think they just said addict. i'm sorry I keep going but,
0: but that's the, what i'm saying is like that needs to shift and change yeah. right it's a hundred percent the reason why he shot those two police yes. officers it's a hundred percent the reason why he died
1: and right he would have got help instead of criminalized
0: yeah then Who knows? That situation most likely would not have happened. Now, of course, there's the people that would say, yes, it would happen. And there's always that, you know, of course, there's I'm not saying there aren't bad people. But I think there's probably like one percent bad people. And then the rest of us are just fucking mentally ill. Yeah. Right. And then that bad person that just happens to be a bad person, he's probably mentally ill as well. It just happened to be, you know, in utero that he got mentally fucked up and mentally ill or she or Who she
1: knows. or are they
0: we should not try to have serious conversations when we are anyways
1: um, we so are we what, what should we do then should we be done <laughs> I feel like we have just like steamrolled the sad show
0: the sad show that I think this sad. is a good episode
1: it I didn't say it wasn't a good episode I said it was sad. <laughs>
0: I think there's, there's some very interesting stuff. thoughts.
1: There is very interesting thoughts. There's should we be
0: changing thought. up what we portray, meaning not showing things in film and movies, or should we show them in a more realistic way? I don't know. Because there's also a part that's like art. Film should there also be. There is a
1: part that's art, and there's shit we see on TV that is not art. It is nothing but like stimulating that dopamine, dopamine, yes. and getting going and drawing money in and chaos. Think about
0: the shape of water. Not so this movie, The Shape of Water. Is <laughs> That's a,
1: where we're going. It's art. Sure.
0: Because it's fucking fantasy.
1: It's definitely fantasy. Right?
0: She falls in love with
1: a fish man. It's definitely weird.
0: It's very weird. It's very weird. But it's very beautifully shot artistic film.
1: Okay. I'll give you that one. Right. That is an art film.
0: That's an art film. That
1: is absolutely an art film.
0: So should we stop portraying um, a woman having sex with a manfish?
1: I mean, I'm a little disturbed by it.
0: You know? Should we stop romanticizing that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's your like, that's your baby.
0: <laughs> Just pulling shit out of my ass at this point. I'm babe.
1: sorry. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> to really... How did
0: we go from Mr. Holland's opus to the shape of water? I can see six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Wow. That was such a thing.
1: Is that still a thing? Do any, does think anybody still really say that? I think it's still a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, let's wrap it up.
1: All right. Um, I get a fun episode next time. Deal. I thought, I thought this was one. okay i was even right i was giddy at the beginning
0: you were excited i
1: was i'm like we're gonna have some fun that's heavy i've been
0: waiting to talk about this yeah it was on my podcast list
1: oh good it's a good one yeah
0: it is a good one it's very thought-provoking
1: it is thought provoking
0: and it's like hmm turns (sighs) out mr holland's opus wasn't as good as we thought it was
1: it was not
0: uh anything else that's it next week folks stay tuned for a fun episode maybe Per chance,
1: per chance, depends on what's going on that week. It
0: depends on what movies Craig watches that week.
1: Yeah, or me.
0: <laughs> That's true. You yeah. watch some really. Can we
1: talk about hacks? Twenty-seven Thank you.
0: dresses was on TV.
1: Did you watch it?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Did you? Did <laughs> but you I think was gonna. I
0: did think of you when I saw. I'm, I'm like, like, maybe I, I should like watch Katherine this. Heigl. And I tried watching 30 seconds of it. And I'm like,
1: nope. That, that wasn't one of her best, but I like her. Nope, I'm good. That was not one of her best, but I like her.
0: Baby, she doesn't have a best.
1: She does. Her best was
0: when she stopped acting. That's when she no. should have won the award no. for... What's
1: the one with her and Gerard Butler? Nope. I love that nope. one. I nope. love it.
0: Catherine Heigl should not be on film and Stop or it. TV. I love
1: you, Izzy. <laughs> Stop it.
0: <laughs> uh, go check us out on Instagram. Um, go to our website and click on sponsors. There's a bunch of uh, links there where you can go save some money and get some cool stuff and any and all of that helps the podcast and always just tell somebody about the show. That's the easiest way that you can do something. All of this stuff that I think from now until forever, the podcast will always be free. So you're welcome. Anything else, my love? That's it. Let's go. go. When in doubt, spread them out. And it was halfway through the movie. And I'm like, fuck this movie. I don't want to finish this fucking movie. You're
1: you're actually making me tired. (laughs) (laughs) And said, why are you looking at me like that? Actually, yeah. I got desensitized by a lot of things. And things were seemingly normal. I think you should let the listeners know that you've already had more beer than me. Because it looks like I'm out drinking you.